this is Julie. And this is Alicia. And you're listening to Getting, Getting Booked. Hello, everybody, and happy July. It is Alicia here recording from my bedroom today, and we have Julie. Hey, everyone. I am in my little uh, studio, a.k.a. closet still. Yes, and Julie just shared some very exciting news with me today that she got a house. Yeah, we, um, you know, hopefully by the time this airs, we will be underway. We seller accept our offer so we just you know got to do the whole inspection process and all of that so i have high hopes that everything will go well but you know tentatively optimistic i guess you would call it well that is so exciting and then maybe in the future we can record um podcasts where you'll be in a fancy new closet (laughs) (laughs) yes a, a nice new one yeah. So, what have you been up to lately? Any shows you've been watching that you've been loving? Movies? Anything like that? So, yeah. Last night, um, we watched the. Um, I guess it's the HBO adaptation of "I'll Be Going in the Dark." Um, oh, that's out! I forgot. Yeah. So, it, there's like five or six episodes out, and I actually have the book and. Realized this is how you know you buy too many books. Realized, I think I bought it when I was with you one day, but mm. I bought it and forgot about it. And I realized about two episodes in that I had the book. And so I thought maybe I would just read that book after I finished the series. Yes, it's so good. I love yeah. the, um, I did the audio book. I think I did the physical book first. And then I did the audio book soon after that, and I loved both so much, so good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can't I mean, wait to, to watch this series. Yeah, you definitely need to. It's great. Um, I'm obviously like super interested in the Golden State Killer. I think it's, you know, it's a very compelling, interesting story, and I can see how she got so wrapped up into it. And. Um, sadly, she passed away, and the book was actually published um, after she passed away. But mm-hmm. and I didn't know that until I was watching it last night. Yeah, did you know she was I married? Didn't spoil that, but no. Did she? Did you know she was married to Patton Oswalt? No, I knew that. I don't He's know how like I so sweet. Passed so away, sweet. but yeah, it's like so when she he when she passed away, he like his statements and everything. Like my heart broke. I was like, oh, yeah, poor buddy. Like he's just he such is. a gem of a human. He is, and he he's remarried, so hopefully he's yeah. very happy and happy little uh-huh. guy. Yeah. So I so. did watch in like the realm of true crime. I watched um, Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Yes, so good, so good. I love like the OG super corny like 90s version of it but this is like so much more elevated and mature and um the directors of it are the same um i think like producers and directors as stranger things Ah, like the same producers the same producers not directors 
Um, and I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense why I like it so like moody and everything and just so perfect. Very exciting news that Alonzo Brooks, um, they exhumed his body to yes. reopen the investigation. Yes. So that, like, that is exciting news. People said like so many tips came from it and like I hope that um like that's my hope for like all of those TV shows and stuff. Is, right. Like, they figured out. Like I was there's like this one case, I'll have to like look it up, but it is the most wild thing ever. It's this guy his name was like John something and he was a family annihilator, so he like he killed his entire family and um like he let all of his colleagues and their friends and like other families a member he like made it out that they were going to go on vacation for an extended period of time like four to six weeks and this is like back in like the 70s or the 80s where people don't have cell phones so right. it's like normal for a family to be like, we're going to be gone for several weeks during the summer. We're going to travel around Europe. We'll send you a postcard, like, see you later. <laughs> and um, so, like, the time passes and nobody's heard anything from them. And so everybody's like, well, what the hell is going on? And finally they are like, well, let's just go over to their house. And they notice, like, all the lights are on in the home. Um, but the, like, family car is gone. And they go in the house and his entire family is like in their dining room and he had turned the air down to where it was like freezing cold. So it's basically like a freezer in the house. Right. And his whole family was dead. Like he had killed them, murdered them, pieced out and left. Oh my God. And he was like never to be heard from again. And on Unsolved Mysteries, there was an episode about it and they did a 3D rendering of like a model, like a, a sculpture of what he would look like at present time based off of like the photos that they had of him and everything. And this right. woman was watching the episode and she looks at the image on the TV and is like, holy shit, that's my husband. Oh my gosh. And she calls them up and is like, listen, my husband has like kind of a shady um history we've never talked about it but he just had said he like experienced trauma so i never thought twice like this whole thing and like everything lines up and they get the guy and it's him oh my god because she imagine? was watching unsolved mysteries and was like oh my god that's my oh husband. my god i don't even know like I, that's so crazy I mean, isn't just that beyond wild? insane isn't that wild? I'm gonna like I'm gonna have to look it up. Hold on. Yeah, please send me that. I mean, talk about trauma. Good grief. Yeah, because it's like um I'm like googling it right now because this is gonna drive me crazy. <laughs> like woman recognizes husband. It's just like wild to me because I'm like, could you imagine you're just like sitting down for nightly TV and you're like, uh like, because if you see, they compare the photo from his mugshot when they picked him up at the time to the sculpture they did. It is identical. Identical. Well, I mean, that's kind of a, uh, a good sign then that the guys in charge of the sculptures and, like, the renderings for, like, what people would look like in the future, it means they know what they're doing. 
Yeah, it's like wild. It's like, I mean, it's impressive because this was back in like, I want to say, you know, the OG um, Unsolved yeah. Mysteries. Yeah. Um, we were kids. Yeah, and it's like somebody, like even back then they had, they were able to like sort that out. I don't even know. I am, I'm Googling because it's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> I was about to say, any luck finding it? Well, there's just like, I hate to say it, but there's so many like, um, there's so many men who've killed <laughs> Their whole family. Yeah, that's, um, I was about to say that might pop up a lot of results. Yeah, it's all about that piece of shit, Chris Watts. Oh, God, yeah, that's, I mean, I can't, I can't even, that's such sick. Yeah, he is just, like, awful. And then to try and blame it on his dead wife and say that she did it and then he killed her out of rage, that's so ridiculous. Yeah. I'll have to, like, figure it out. Um, yeah. I'll figure it out yeah. later and, like, send it to you and, like, try to post it on uh, Instagram later. Perfect. But, yeah, that. Yeah. So I've been watching um, that and then um, yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to have some um, some comic relief and, uh, you know, not as heavy TV. Exactly. But do we want to go ahead and jump into this yeah, month's pick? For sure. Um, what, did, what did you think of it? What rating would you give it? Yeah, so I gave it four and a half stars. I Overall, I really, really, really enjoyed the story and the setting. And it was really gripping. And I was really, like, surprised at every corner. Yeah. What about you? Um, what was your rating? So I gave it a four. Um, I thought that it was it was a good a good read. I enjoyed it. I you know read it pretty quickly, um, which I think is one sign of a true suspense novel. If you if you can put it down and, and leave it and not come back for a while, it's probably not very suspenseful. Um, so reading this one quickly, it was. You know, I thought it was good. It There were a couple areas that I, I didn't really like how she went with the story, but we'll get into those later. But overall, I thought it was a good read, and I'm, I'm glad we chose it. Um, I can see why it has a lot of high ratings on Goodreads. For um, sure. So, well, I enjoyed it. Yeah, so I guess we can just start off, you know, the beginning of the book. Like, it sort of jumps right in where it goes straight to her having memory loss. Like, did right. you, at the beginning of the story, did you, A, find that her dis disassociative state was believable, like, the way it was written, and also, what did you think caused it at the beginning? Um, so, yeah, I thought it was believable. I thought the way she wrote it was, um, you know, though it, it felt like light, like it could be something that could happen, um. You know, dialogue with this could have been really cheesy, but I didn't think it was. I thought it was, um, I thought it was, I don't know, correct's not the right word, but I thought that it, it flowed with what would actually probably happen in real life. Um, and then I, I thought, 
I didn't know what could have caused it. I thought maybe she hit her head. I thought, um, that's, I mean, just the few first few pages in, I just assumed she must have hit her head. Um, I thought maybe somebody had hit her, um, and that he caused it. Um, and then when I realized it was her ex-boyfriend, but his company and where she had worked, I thought maybe he had something to do with it. Yeah. As far as causing her memory loss, obviously I was not right about that. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, so I thought the same thing initially. I was like, girl done bumped her head, fell down the street, had her a little New York moment. Um, Or, yeah, like, again, had another New York moment where somebody just knocked her over the head and stole her stuff. Um, I also thought for a second that um, it could be possibly, like, drug-related, meaning, like, she Mm -hmm. could have taken, like, some medication that like didn't vibrate because it's she had mentioned like in the book when she gets to the psych ward and they're like when they say there isn't head trauma and all that I was like well she's in therapy so maybe she took like a bad mix of things and just like right you know disappeared for a little bit uh yeah obviously that was all wrong um but I like um, I mean, I like the way, just talking about the disassociative state, I like the way Kate White wrote throughout the book. I thought she did a good job with just, you know, the not remembering and the occasional memories and how the disassociative state was going. I thought that that was done really well. It was written really well. Um, yeah. I, you know, I felt like, I found it to be very believable. Yeah, exactly. Like it was saying, not hard to imagine. It, yeah, um, and not too, like, cheesy. Like, definitely not too cheesy and, like, um, un- you know, sometimes when authors write about any sort of mental illness, it's really not believable and really contrived right. and really corny. And I think Kate White did a really good job at describing mental illness and trauma and how it works yeah so i mean she either did her research really well for it or she has had a disassociated state so totally (laughs) either way she did it really well yeah and so as we were talking about you know in the beginning of the story you think it's one thing and then you're like oh that's not it and then another thing so throughout the whole book there are a ton of red herrings Exactly. Did you did you like the red herrings? In this I story? did um, because I mean there were so many different people it could have been behind this. I you know I I thought that Hugh was a big red herring. Um, yeah. I thought for sure Hugh was up. Hugh is her husband for the listeners. If y'all haven't read the book yet, um, Hugh was just he was so off. And I just assumed that he had something more that he wasn't sharing, which was correct. My hunch about that was correct, but I just thought it had something to do with, um, you know, the actual dark side of things, not just what he ended up being. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree. I think that, again, Kate White did a really good job with, you know, putting in, like, 
the believable and the, um, you know, even though it's a fiction novel, this does read like very true to life and the characters in the book are very um, true to life and that they're not too like, like I, th I, Allie was a character I was rooting for and I did enjoy. She wasn't so like boo-hoo, woe is me as you know, a lot of females in stories like this are a lot of, like, boo-hoo, woe is me. Right. So I, I really thought it was interesting how, you know, Allie would puzzle things together and figure it out and was, like, determined to get to the bottom of, like, what caused her memory loss. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I, I did like her and how she was, she seemed to be a go-getter. She wasn't you know, a damsel in distress, she, what I was, you know, what I thought was funny about her is she was doing all of this stuff and she was um, trying to regain her memory, like memory from the previous days and stuff, and she was missing just this, and she didn't really miss it, but it was just kind of, it was crazy, like the relationship she had with her husband, it was like she almost was just so wrapped up in the other part that she completely missed the, the signs that he was, that there was something going on and that she needed to focus on him too because it would lead to, you know, solving a lot of the issues. Um, she was just, I, I don't know if you want to get into this part yet, but I just was not a fan of his. He was super cold and, you know, he was just boring and not very friendly. Oh, yeah, um, and I mean, for good reason and, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I really liked Allie. I thought she, you know, she was a good character. Um, I know a lot of people I read, I like to look through the reviews on Goodreads, and a lot of people didn't like her. They thought she was, um, what did one person say? They said that she was just kind of, um, like she doesn't, like, didn't pay attention and that she wouldn't know somebody was a bad guy until she was bleeding to death. Um, but I didn't agree with that. I mean, she was only a few days out from a pretty traumatic thing. Um, so, I mean, I thought she was a character. I thought she handled it like anybody would. I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what the heck would I do if I woke up and couldn't remember where I'd been for the past two days? And I was at my ex-boyfriend's company that I hadn't worked at for several years. Like, I don't think I would even move for, like, a week. I'd be like, what the heck? Exactly. I don't think I would leave the house. Yeah, so I think she handled it very well. She did. And shout out to her friend. Um, wasn't her name Gabby because of um, she recommended the private detective. Yeah. Which was a huge help. Um but I guess, um, what didn't you like about the book, um, if anything? Well, I, I mean, I pretty much enjoyed everything. I enjoyed, you know, the pacing, the premise, the red herrings, the um, story, the way that Kate White would describe a feeling um but the only thing i really didn't enjoy was the ending like i don't right. i don't i wasn't like totally satisfied with the way the story went but it wasn't bad right. it was wrapped up like really 
um, clean in a clean way, but I w it wasn't as satisfying as like I really wanted it to do with something with the original case that she had witnessed, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what I was sort of hoping for and assuming. But again, I mean, that was, I guess, just a blanket huge red herring. But it was just a little disappointing for me because I feel like a lot of Allie's character development through the novel was based off of her, like, working through her trauma from mm -hmm. witnessing that at such a young age. So I thought at the end it would all sort of tie in together and I feel like I also like I feel like we were just getting bits and crumbs of that original case right and I feel like there was a lot left to I don't know like there was a lot yeah. left there I feel like I um I agree what I didn't like about it is it almost felt like there were two separate endings to the book um like it almost felt like the, like you were saying, the psychiatrist, like the, the end of the actual book was so just, it, it didn't feel like it was connected to Frank Wargo attacking her and almost killing her at all. Like yeah. he, it, it just left a lot to be desired. And you're right, it was a clean ending. And I didn't feel like I had any questions about anything, but I felt like everything with the end, I felt like it was wrapped up a little too quickly. Mm -hmm. um, like, I felt like she could have drawn it out and the big reveal of, of you know, what caused her disassociative state, it, it almost was like, okay, well, this was it. And it just wasn't like, I was expecting, I guess, a little more um, excitement in figuring out what it was. It was something like, it was sort of like, oh, okay, well, this is what happened. Yeah, it was just, I don't, I just find it, like, like it, that was the, just hard to believe for me is the whole therapist thing. It was just so yeah. hard to believe for me. Like, I wish that, to me, like, a, a more satisfying ending would have been, like, with Frank getting arrested and then wrapping that up. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's just bizarre to me that the therapist would... A, like, continue to help her in the way she was trying to help her, like, unravel yeah. her memories throughout the whole story. It's like, if, if the therapist, if that trauma is, like, what set everything off, like... Wouldn't you just leave her alone? Sort of, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just feel if, like it would be so hard to believe that this therapist who did that would, like, hang around. Right, exactly. And I just thought it was kind of unbelievable that the therapist would randomly kill this ex-girlfriend and that would lead to this spiral. Like, it just kind of felt like she had everything she needed for the book and then was like, okay... But what's the ther like? Why is the therapist going to do this? And it was just not. I wasn't very convinced. Basically, it was like, why would she just kill that lady? Like, they explained it and said, oh, it's because you know she would lose her license to practice. Well, I mean, I guess that's believable, but it's a you know. But you'll also lose your license together. to practice if you murder somebody. 
So yeah. I'm like, what's worse? Like, you do that or you murder? Like, I don't. It, it was, was sort of, it was just very nonchalant. Like, that's how I would, would describe the therapist telling the story. It was just super nonchalant. Like, oh, yeah, I killed her because blah, blah, blah. Like. Yeah, I feel like I, it would have been more believable if the therapist, like, had a Harley Quinn moment where it was, like, this doctor who's been around mentally ill people just sort of falls off the deep end and becomes mentally ill herself. Right. Like, I, well, I don't know. I thought maybe the way I thought it was going to go was that somebody in the book was going to be revealed to have been that girl's sister or some relative to the girl's whose body Allie found when she was nine. Like, I thought that maybe Gabby or, uh, like, when she got sick and wasn't answering the phone, I thought maybe something was up then. Um, I thought maybe the therapist. I just thought somebody in the story was connected to the child who died, other than the only connection to that being her brother, Roger. Yeah, It just didn't feel, it was like two separate books almost. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I really, I enjoyed more of the storyline of her, like, you know, that little girl's death and that whole storyline, like, it being yeah. more connected and more like a, a web versus, like you said, the therapist is just totally disconnected Yeah, from the whole rest of the story. Like, literally everybody and everything else. Yeah, it was just really strange to me. I almost feel like she could have written two different books with this. Yeah, but and, I, I mean, and I had, guess the and whole... And had two bestsellers. Yeah, I know. I mean, but I guess the whole thing is that we really, during the entire story, like, anybody that I thought was the guilty one yeah, um, wasn't. So I guess that was, like, the whole point because, I mean, I literally didn't guess until it was happening. Oh, yes, yeah, same. No, but, I had no idea. You know, so I think, and I think that's what Kate White was trying to do is really trying to build something where there's like, oh, you think it's this person or this person or this person? Well, guess what? It's none of them. For but sure. um, one other thing that I did think was, I mean, I didn't just like it. I just thought it was kind of funny was that she, I guess, either assumed that Allie was too stupid or that we, none of us would know what rigor mortis is. Yeah. So Allie, this grown adult who has seen dead bodies, she has to Google what it is. And I was like, well, that's a little strange. Um, yeah. It's like... I mean, not mansplain, but I guess she uh, author explained it to us by having her Google it. But I was like, ah, pretty much everybody knows what that is. I mean, yeah. I like when I read that part. Um... I again my RuPaul drag race knowledge came out and there's this one queen named Alyssa Edwards who I love dearly who's from Texas and there is a scene of her in the workroom that is like infamous and she's like "Ooh, I'm gonna slay them I have them on the dr- on the runway they can't move Riga Morris and everybody looks at her and go who's Morris and she goes Riga Morris girl and they're like it's not Morris it's Mortis and she's like oh Oh my god. So the entire time I was like rigor Morris. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. But yeah, I mean like how many adults don't know what that is? And who's Everybody. reading this book that wouldn't know what that was? 
everybody, <laughs> even if they think it's rigor mortis, like we, exactly. but we all know, we all know what it is from. Like, if you're going to be reading a suspense novel or a thriller or anything, you're going to know the basic lingo. Like, we've all seen SVU. Exactly. We've all seen Bones. We've all seen Unsolved Mysteries. We've all seen Cold Case Files. Like, we've we know. all seen Dexter. I mean, Dexter. I mean, like, we've seen it just, all. I was, so, I was a little like, okay, thanks for that. Like, I, I didn't need your help with that, but... Obviously, that's a super small thing, but it just, it did make me laugh. So yeah, there like, were okay, a couple, well. I will say there were a couple points in the book where I got the vibe where it's like, when you're in high school or college and you need to have X amount of words for a paper, mm-hmm. like things like that being thrown in where it's like, that wasn't really necessary. Yeah, exactly, the word count. Yeah, I'm like, we didn't need to know that Google search and like just random things that I felt were dumbed down by the author for the reader. And to be fair, I mean, it's something that, um, you know, as an author, you want to consider and you want to, it, the, the, you want the story to be intelligent, but you don't want to have it so much so that your average reader wouldn't understand what the heck you're talking about. But right. yeah. We all we all been known, Miss Rigam um, Morris. Exactly, Rigam Morris. <laughs> um, so I have a question. Yeah. What you know, going back to Hugh, that his plotline kind of annoyed me. Um, I didn't really see the need for the extra stuff with him, as far as the affair and it being, you know, someone that her intern is good friends with and. I just, I kind of, it kind of felt unnecessary, and I think she was trying to give him, you know, background and all that, but it just, that kind of fell flat for me. The rest of the stuff was so good that I I was able to ignore that, but I just didn't see the point in having him have an affair, if that makes sense. Well, I think she was doing, like I was talking about, like all the red herrings. It's like the, yeah. she was making him suspicious, but in a way where it's like, okay, well, um... you know he needs to be suspicious and the reader needs to be like hmm that's weird um like just a a whole bunch of things like that um and i I think damien was a really he was probably my favorite red herring yeah his was his whole storyline was super um interesting too i mean yeah there was like a ton of red herrings that i really really enjoyed but yeah obviously her husband's was I mean it's a trope it's like oh the husband he's suspicious but can we make him suspicious of Mm -hmm. he is an affair what would have been more interesting would have been if he because he's a lawyer it would have been if he was doing something like real sketchy right like illegal and she like found out and that's what they had the argument about I agree I think that would be that would have been so good you know, and, like, it could have all been, again, like, I feel like things could have been more interwoven and tied up in a way where everything interweaved. Like, you know, maybe he was working on, you know, like, maybe he knew she had trauma for that case, so he was digging up dirt and, like, found something he shouldn't have, and they had, like, an mm-hmm. argument about it. Like, maybe he was like, you need to tell them the truth because of x y and z and she was like i'm not ready for it and they have a whole argument and 
like that information got leaked to Frank or whatever. And like, yeah, it's more of like a full circle and her husband just feels like so guilty about forcing that on her, you know? Like, I feel like that would have been more of a... Exactly. Like, less expected route. Instead, he kissed a girl. Yeah, which is so silly. I'm like, I I mean, it was just like, okay, well, that sucks. Yeah, I just, I don't know. As an adult, I'm like, I just don't have the patience for that kind of stuff. Like, I hate any time, like, somebody in a story is like, oh, he is the husband, he's a man, let's just, like, he's gonna be, we're gonna paint him in a bad light, let's make him a cheater. I'm like, oh, okay, like, why do we have to do that? I'm like, why do we have to do that? Like, why can't we make it where it's something a little bit more complex? I mean, the story itself, like I said, all of the red herring she threw out, and it was very gripping, and I needed to know what happened next, for sure. But I would have been more satisfied in the ending if everything tied together a little bit more in general. But that's like my only feedback for the book. Otherwise, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. And, you know, it's a fun read. And sometimes you just need books like this that you don't feel like you can take a moment to eat or, you know, do anything other than read it until it's over. For sure. I mean, especially nowadays, like I've been getting in so many slumps and I'm like, ugh, like reading is becoming more of a chore. Right. But um, having books like that where it's so fast paced and gripping and um, everything helps like really get back into a good reading flow. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, that's like my overall thoughts for that book yeah and um it's all about how the book makes you feel in the end yeah and it was a super like I said it was a super fun very gripping super entertaining read and I would recommend it to anybody looking for like a quick easy super gripping like you can take it to the beach and read it in one sitting sort of a book and I gotta be honest I have done that yeah so yeah. Definitely recommend that. But I am super excited to talk about our pick for next month. Um, yes, I'm unless... excited about it. You go for it and tell us all about it. Okay, I was just making sure you didn't have any other thoughts on Have You Seen Me, but um, I think yeah. we summed them up pretty well. But next month's read is Mexican Gothic by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia. And we are, um, I did an Instagram poll and I put in a couple options for like mystery, horror, thriller, true crime, like what were people looking for? And a lot of the responses were for more horror novels. Yeah. Um, I think because it's such, again, like such an escape in these times um, where things like you know horror the horror genre is really almost sort of fantasy a lot of the time so it does sort of completely remove remove you from reality um but mexican gothic i'm really excited because um anytime you get to support a um latina author or a um b-i-p-o-c author super important um, I and I saw this 
And somebody told me, I was told on this because somebody said it is a Mexican Crimson Peak. And like set in like the um, 50s. And I was sold. I was like, sign yeah. me up. Because have you seen that movie, Crimson Peak? No, I haven't. Watch it because it is like the most like just visually stunning, beautiful, gothic film. And it has Tom Hiddleston in it, which is just like, I mean, come on. <laughs> and um, I just love a really good gothic historical fiction. Same. I'm like, excited about this one. Haunted house vibes all day give them to me i know i feel like this would make a really good halloween book too truly truly i mean i'm sure that this is a book that i'll like a lot of horror films are horror horror films horror books like i said sort of fantasy so it is something that i'm sure i'll be revisiting and rereading um but i can go ahead with the description yeah go for it up so, um, it says, an, isolate, an isolated mansion, a chillingly charismatic aristocrat, and a brave socialite drawn to expose their treacherous secrets. After receiving a frantic letter from her newlywed cousin begging for someone to save her from a mysterious doom, Naomi Tabora heads to High Place, a distant house in the Mexican countryside. She is not sure what she will find. Her cousin's husband, a handsome Englishman, is a stranger, and Naomi knows little about the region. Naomi is also an unlikely rescuer. She's a glamorous debutante, and her chic gowns and perfect red lipstick are more suited for cocktail parties than amateur sleuthing. But she's also tough and smart, with an indomitable will and she is not afraid, not of her cousin's new husband, who is both menacing and alluring, not of his father, the ancient patriarch who seems to be fascinated by Naomi, and not even of the house itself, which begins to invade Naomi's dreams with visions of blood and doom. Her only ally in this inhospitable abode is the family's youngest son. Shy and gentle, he seems to want to help Naomi, but might also be hiding dark knowledge of his family's past. For there are many secrets behind the walls of High Place. The family's once colossal wealth and faded mining empire kept them from prying eyes, but as Naomi digs deeper, she unearths stories of violence and madness. And Naomi, me memorized by the terrifying yet seductive world of High Place, may soon find it impossible to ever leave this enigmatic house behind. Ooh. So excited. Okay. I'm so excited. I know, I can't wait to talk about this one. Yeah, I mean, just like gothic horror, historical fantasy, haunted house, like spooky, like uh, haunting of Hill House, Rosemary's love, Baby. Love, 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 haunting of Hill House. Yeah, like very similar oh. stuff. And then like I see, like I said, somebody sold it to me like um, – Crimson Peak because the premise is sort of, you know, a young woman meets a man and goes to his house and it's basically like a haunted house with dark history sort of a thing. Right. So I'm just really excited because this sounds like just such a lush, wonderful, historical fiction 
horror gothic fantasy and I'm so here for it. And now I think this is going to end up being a really good choice for us. Yeah, I'm excited. But yeah, so that is our pick. We will, of course, be sharing everything on our Instagram. We will be putting up the information um, for next month's read, as well as our thoughts and a couple of things for this past month's book. And we also will have our discussions on there. Everybody, please feel free to comment, send us messages. And we're also totally open to any suggestions for things you want to read in the upcoming months. And, um, you know, anything that y'all would think would be fun. Maybe we should do, like, in the fall, I think it would be fun to do, like, a little spooky read-a-thon yeah situations so we're open to everybody's suggestions and yeah please feel free to reach out yeah, send them my way absolutely well we will um talk with y'all next month and until then um stay safe stay healthy and we hope you enjoy the next read bye everyone bye